Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Downtime with Jacob and Greg. I'm Jacob. I'm Greg. And today we are talking about YouTube, how we watch YouTube, who we watch on YouTube, and the state of YouTube as a whole. So stay tuned after the intro to find out how we watch YouTube and all the things that we watch. Once again, thank you for sitting through that intro. We appreciate any time that you have to listen to that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so today we're going to take a different approach. We had been recently talking about uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, today we're going to talk about Internet-based content. Yeah. Uh, these are people who put things out on the Internet. Uh, it could be vlogs, uh, different series that they do on their channels, mm-hmm. uh, playing video games, uh, different tutorials. Yeah, tutorials, how-to videos, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I think YouTube is just one of the – it's a great site but also very toxic. And mm-hmm. we can talk about that more towards the end. But um, to start off, Greg, what kind of uh, – what kind of? well, let me ask. How do you watch YouTube? Like what, what's your routine with it? You know, YouTube for me is something I used to go to bed. Um, so I during the day I don't really have much time to just sit and like watch TV or anything like that. Right. Um, and especially YouTube I don't have time to watch. But – um, so a couple of things I'll do with YouTube is when I'm going to bed, I'll just throw on a YouTube video because it's short. Mm-hmm. I know I'm only in bed for a little bit. I don't really want to pay attention to it that much. Um, I don't want that much investment in it. So that's how I'll watch YouTube. But also how I watch YouTube is, you know, when you're in the bathroom, yeah. you need you need something to occupy your time if while you're, you're while you're in there. A particular bowel movement. A number two. Yeah. As the as the kids call it, a well, number two. Dropping the kids off at the pool, yeah, type thing. Taking a taking a dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not get too graphic with it. But <laughs> what about you? How do you watch YouTube? So, with the whole watching YouTube before going to bed, that is a dangerous game for me to play, honestly, because I will get so invested in it. Yeah. Or I will fall asleep and not turn it off, and it'll be it'll just uh, keep playing. So with on my Xbox, it keeps playing, mm. and then I'll wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Some random YouTube video is just playing. And it's just like it affects my recommended videos on YouTube, honestly. That is the worst. So I generally watch YouTube. Um, I have never, ever, ever watched it in class. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> not, I legitimately have not. I've, I've watched it. Like back in high school, I was able to get away with it. But in college, yeah. it's like yeah, it depends on what class. Um, definitely in my uh, major classes, um, I have to pay attention or at least try to. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I watch it to pass time, uh, or if I'm doing homework, I'll take a break and watch a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. But that's also a dangerous game because then if I get invested in it, it's like... Dude, it's a wormhole sometimes. Yeah. You just keep on clicking whatever's next. Yeah. Um, YouTube to me is like... I don't know. There have been a lot of YouTubers that have helped me through like dark places whenever I was in middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also rec- like recognize that it's a place for kind of a therapeutic time uh, yeah. people help people unwind for some people yeah um, for me especially like the vlogs and back in the day with the pranks yeah um it was a way for me to get out of my own life and experience somebody else's for a little bit like watching roman atwood and things like that. yeah did you ever watch um prank versus prank i did 
With Jesse and Gina. Yeah, Jesse and Gina. I love those Man, two. Whenever they broke up, that was tough. <sighs> that was rough. We'll get into like the to what it meant to us yeah. here in a little bit. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, you two can be this dangerous wormhole sometimes. Mm-hmm. It could also be the greatest thing. You know, there are a lot of inspirational things. You watch TED Talks on YouTube. Yep. Uh, uh, just a whole bunch of things. Yeah. So you want to get into uh, who our favorite YouTubers are? Say that again. So do you want to get into who our favorite YouTubers are? Yeah. So the way I watch YouTube, it's I have like a few people I'll watch regularly and then I'll fall out of watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned Roman Atwood. I used to watch his vlogs all the time. So who is Roman Atwood? What does Roman Atwood do? Roman Atwood used to be mainly YouTube prankster. Okay. Uh, back in his early days, he did some skits, but they weren't really that good. I mean... Yeah. I never got into, like, his skit stuff. So, he started doing pranks, and of course, as we all know, most YouTube pranks are fake. Right. So, it's another way of acting, and... <clears throat> excuse me. It it brings up the question, like, with the whole pranking community, how it kind of, like, there's still some relevance there, but it kind of fell apart. Yeah, you um, can definitely see trends in YouTube. Yeah. Uh, like, how do you stay relevant after the whole pranking thing? So what he did was he started doing vlogs with his family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't like whenever YouTubers inc- include their kids because they think that they're relying on their kids to make content for them. Mm-hmm. That's not how Roman Atwood works. Um, after his whole prank uh, fame, he just became more entertaining as as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would do vlogs, and in these vlogs he would do crazy stuff. Sometimes he would do pranks. Other times he was out shooting guns and blew stuff up. Yeah. Um, so I so I watched him for the longest time. Uh, I actually have one of his uh, brand's hats in me. No gosh. What does that mean? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you want to rephrase that a little bit? What do you mean? I mean, in the room with me is what I meant to say. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, what is a smile more? A smile more, That's yeah. his company. That's his company. Um, and, you know, he, he makes money off the brand. Uh, he does some brand deals. He does, you know, he makes revenue from views. Yeah. Um, and that's like that's the main vlogger I watched. I also watched Casey Neistat mm. whenever he was doing his daily vlogs. You know, I never liked him, and I think it's because he was so popular so quick mm-hmm. that I didn't like him. Um, but he really does have a good cinematic quality to his videos. Well, that's because he came from the industry, right? So he was filmmaker. He had an HBO show with. Uh, with, uh, his with, brother. His, with his brother. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's where he really got his style from was mm-hmm. his filmmaking days. And, you know, he just moved it to YouTube. Um, and I think what caught my eye was that it was just different. Yeah. That brings up a good point. Like, there's some people nowadays coming over from the industry into YouTube. Right. But there's also what you call, like, YouTubers who started on YouTube and have continued on YouTube. Um, and then there are YouTubers who go from YouTube to the, to industry. the industry. Right, which like, is very interesting because there was a certain point where it was not credible to be from YouTube. Yeah. Like, the industry didn't even look at them. They tried to avoid them at any cost. Right. But now it's like they're giving them TV shows and mm-hmm. um, becoming late-night hosts. Yeah, Lily Singh. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and it's just wild how YouTube has now been credible and that these people are actually artists and not just people goofing around. Yeah. Well, they are goofing around sometimes. Well, I mean, like, but... but they're doing it strategically. Right. And, like, they know what their audience wants. You know, they go through their analytics all the time to really figure out what content that they need to make. Yeah. And, you know, you know being on YouTube used to be, you know, it was just a breeze for people. It was just it had a camera shot something, mm-hmm. put it together, and then that was it. Right. But now for a lot of people, it's their business, it's their livelihood. So yeah. they're putting more work into it, making it more quality, like have better quality, yeah. um, trying to be, unless they're a particular like person, like they're trying to be PC or like not so, advertise, like where advertisers won't, you know. Demonetize yeah. them, yeah. Which is another point is like this is people's livelihood now. Yeah. Uh, some people are just full-time YouTubers. They yeah. don't have another job that they can fall back on. Um, they're full-time content creators. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think that one of the YouTubers I've always looked up to is Shane Dawson. Yeah. You know who Shane Dawson is? I've, I've like, I used to watch his skits, and then I used to watch his food videos. Yeah. And then, uh, the Jake Paul documentary series was mm-hmm. what, like, got me into him, like, yeah. Like into his work. Yeah, so he, like you said, he started out with the skits. Um, he had this character called Shanene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So Shanene is a, the stereotypical ghetto person. Yeah. Um, and uh, Shane Dawson is a male who played a female. Right. Um, whose name is Shanene. And uh, he was very skit-oriented in his beginning of his career. So right. he had many different characters like Shanene. Um, and then at a certain point, he wanted to get a little more serious and um, made content. He made a movie uh, yeah. called Not Cool, um, and he directed it. It was it was a part of a TV series, um, so he got funding for it. But that's where he kind of left the skits behind and then became more of a, a creator creator. Yeah. Um, and then he did that phase where he just did reviews of oh, things. The review phase was tough. It was. Like, did you watch the Barbie ones where he would, like, melt Barbie dolls? Oh, my I goodness. would believe it, but yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah, he melted Barbie dolls. He would, like, uh, just do random stuff because he needed to put some content out there. And he didn't really find what content he wanted to put out there, but he knew that he had to change with the times because... Yeah. The skit, like we were saying, there's um, different types of YouTube errors. Yeah. Errors. Um, I mean, there's also YouTube errors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but one of them was skit content, um, like Smosh. Yeah. Smosh always did skits, um, and a few others I can't think of right now. But Sh- Shane Dawson and Sm- Smosh were the Red big. Link used to do skits as well as their uh, talk show. Okay. Uh, Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, Good Mythical Morning is... Um, is their main, like, source of, like, revenue. Yeah, and they, they do kind of review stuff, and they rank things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a series called Will It? Yeah. Like, Will It? Like, Will It Taco. Yeah, yeah, where they have different foods, and they sometimes, make it into a, co- a taco. Sometimes not even food. Yeah, they, they're they crazy. <clears throat> um, but then there's the era of the pranks, which we already mentioned. And nowadays, I feel like it's a lot of, uh, oh, there's also the vlog era. Yeah. Um, and that's a bunch of still, like, relevant because, like, well, it's relevant in the sense of pe- people put that on, like, another channel and mm-hmm. they have a main content 
channel where they do where they keep up with the trends and do what whatever's trending. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, just to get back on Shane Dawson, he's now doing the docu series. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Jake Paul one. He also did one on uh, this thing called Tanacon, which was oh, uh, it's like the fire uh, fire festival, but for YouTubers. Right. It was it was just terrible. These people were outside waiting to get into the the con and. Yep. It, they got sunburnt, and there was just—it was a whole disaster. But the upside was is that they got free condoms. Did they really? Yeah, they I got Tanacon condoms. Hmm. Tana condoms. Tana condoms. Yeah. Um, so he did a series on that, on the, like the aftermath of of the whole mess that was Tanacon, um, and then he also did uh, like a day in the life type thing mm-hmm. with Trisha Paytas. 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 Yeah. Um, I hate her. Dude, she's crazy. She, what is her content? Explain it to the to me. A bunch of dramatic bullcrap. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't make any sense. And she is a huge drama queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, I don't know whether to be. Like, so she had made a video where she came out as transgender. She did. Really? You're giving me this weird look. For I, the people, I, because, yeah, people, people can't see us. Yeah, they can't. I didn't know this happened. So she came out with this video saying that she was a transgender female to male. Really? And um, she had... It just... Uh, the LGBTQ plus community uh-huh. did not welcome that. And the reason is hmm. because they thought it was more of like a... Uh, a publicity sign? Uh, well, no, no like a, an attention-seeking yeah. video. Yeah. Uh, it's one of her most disliked videos of all time. Um, she was on the H3H3 podcast where they had talked about, you know, if she's really transgender or not. She said that she just uh, feels like a man, but she's comfortable in her woman's body. And everyone was just like, well, what about body dysmorphia or dysphoria? Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't remember which one, uh, which word is the correct word. But, um, you yeah, what about that? Because that's a scientific issue with transgender people you know they're born they feel like they're female but they're in a male's body mm-hmm. like you know and they get that fixed as soon as they can right but she is just like in no hurry she had brought up Caitlyn Jenner you know previously Bruce Jenner right. um, and how Caitlyn didn't transition until she was in her 60s mm-hmm. and that's just because of all of the crap that Caitlyn has been through with the Kardashians and right. with her previous life as you know the athlete yeah. Now I will say there are a lot of transgender people out there that do, that do not go through like reassignment surgery. Right. Um, so maybe that's where she's coming from. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about this. I don't know. She said that you know she's fine with. Well, so should we be using the pronouns he? Well, she said that she was fine with she. Okay. Because that's what people know her as. Gotcha. Um, but I'm sure in the next few years, like she'll change it and say like, no, I'm he or whatever. Okay. But I just, I just don't like Trisha Paytas. Yeah, fair enough. She does a lot of things for attention. Yeah, she really does. Um, um, but the new series that Shane came out with, the Jeffrey Star, Jeffrey Star. This was really interesting. Like yeah. I, I'm a very straight male. As as am I. Right. Yeah. So. But Shane they, Shane follows the business of makeup yeah. in this series, and it was really cool to follow the behind the scenes of it because yeah. it's really not talked about that much. And like it was just so interesting to learn everything, and you know like you know me being a straight male, yeah. um, I mean like of course like I'm not gonna go out and purposely buy makeup, but that doesn't mean like 
I can't wear makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely found myself wanting to buy yeah, like, his palette just, just to support him, you know? Yeah, it's not. And, like, I would probably put some on. But I just, me personally, I don't think I could wear it comfortably for a while. Mm. You know? Like, what kind of makeup would you use? Like, just stuff to clear up your face? Or yeah. would you go some accent colors? I would definitely do clear up face. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, my face is always a mess. But <laughs> um, I don't know. It's It really changed my perspective of... Jeffree Star won. Yeah. I thought Jeffree Star was just this total, like, diva. Yeah, I thought Jeffree Star was on the same level as Trisha. Yeah, but, it, you know, it, it's interesting to see how we can make these assumptions about people who are just rich. Right. And, like, they're popular for all the wrong reasons, and then really get, a, like, a feel of, like, who they are mm-hmm. with these behind the scenes. Right. Uh, and it's just Jeffree's a workaholic who's passionate about his companies. Yeah. And... um I don't know, it was really interesting to see. Um, going back to the transition between skits to food reviews or reviews in general to the docu-series, Shane was also going through the tough time of, like, he was trying to figure out who he was as a person. Right. So he came out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that brought a lot of inspiration to him because he had his whole fan base kind of rally behind him. Yeah. And, of, co- of course, you know, he's had controversies in the past. Um a lot, a, a lot, lot of controversies, a lot. and even one that happened earlier this year. What was uh, that? Was that the cat? That one? was the cat. Yeah. So there was this thing going around on Twitter. I feel I, like I think I feel like they should look it up. We don't really need to bring it up. Yeah, we'll leave that to just we'll look up to, Shane Dawson cat trauma. Yeah, just drama. honestly look up all his controversies. Yeah, and see how he's dealt with it in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's he's a real inspiration to like you know get, getting back up on the horse. Yep. Um, he really has reinvented himself. Yeah. Definitely. Throughout the whole time, he's been on YouTube since it started. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in this group that created um, this company called Maker Studios. I don't know if you know about this. Yeah, Shane Carl, Shay Carl, and uh, Philip DeFranco, and yep. yeah. So I don't know if he ended up being like one of the CEOs or like co-founders of Maker. I can't remember that, but he was definitely within that and uh, Maker was then sold to Disney mm-hmm. for like 500 million or million or billion, I can't remember. No, definitely not billion. No, I don't think it's worth that much. No. But 500 million dollars to uh, to Disney, which just gives credibility to YouTube, yeah. honestly. Um, but Shane was also exiled by people on YouTube and yeah. YouTube itself did not like Shane yeah. until maybe a year and a half ago when he started making these docu-series. Yeah. Um, then he was actually taken seriously because he was making really good content. Yeah, and it's, it's the same with like Philip DeFranco. He had a, he had a resurgence in his career because hmm. he had been, he actually, uh, he lived in Asheville for a while, which I is near know. us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're based out of um, Western Carolina University. Yeah. So in Cullowee, North Carolina, <laughs> middle of nowhere. So Asheville is like a big deal to us. Yeah. Um, so Philip DeFranco, you know, he's originally from New York, was in Asheville living with his mom. Um, I think he went to uh, UNCA. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Um, no, no, he went to ECU. Okay. He ECU's to, on the other side of the state. Yeah. He went to ECU. Um, and you know he had been on YouTube for forever, and then he like in the last couple of years, you know he does his daily show, mm-hmm. uh, giving like YouTube drama news or just political news or things like that. Right. And he's had this uh, big resurgence in his career as well. It's interesting to see 
how these creators who had started on YouTube when it like first came out or like a year after it came out had a big jump in their career only recently. And I think it's because of the times that we're in mm-hmm. and people are getting older and so they're like respecting more or it's kids who were young whenever YouTube came out like me, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like um and then recognizing who like who they want to watch and just following them. Yeah, I think it's also interesting cuz we grew up watching these people, maybe not necessarily like watching watching, but we knew of these people like yeah. Shane and uh Philip DeFranco. And then they had to reinvent themselves into something that we want to watch as adults. Like, yeah. I, I personally don't want to watch skits anymore. Um, I want to watch something that will teach me something. Yeah. And that's definitely what Shane's doing with the series and Philip with his news his news um, updates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what other content creators do you, do you watch? So <clears throat> going to the whole like entertainment side of YouTube uh, you know we talked about Shane Dawson I also watched the Try Guys okay uh, who, who originally came from BuzzFeed right and then they all uh, they all left do you know the backstory there. behind uh, BuzzFeed uh, that BuzzFeed sucks <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> well what? BuzzFeed was a company that started out in the news like in news stuff yeah um, and then they found what the trends were. So then they started making content based on the trends that they found in YouTube. Yeah. So basically they're a company just to get money. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, which is why I personally don't like BuzzFeed. I'll watch their videos every once in a while because they have like um, Australians try American food snacks or yeah. something like that. Um, try Guys separated from BuzzFeed feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, like, because they own their content. Yeah. Because before BuzzFeed owned the rights to the content. Yeah. And then they separated and made their own thing, made yeah. their own company. Um. So that's like that's like in terms of like YouTube-based content creators for entertainment purposes. Uh, Try Guys is probably my main one. Also, Dude Perfect. I like them. Dude Perfect's good. They're yeah. the ones that do like the trick shots and stuff like that, right? Yeah. People, I like. I always worry that people kind of give. Dude Perfect a bad rap because they're you know you know they're Christians and like they, I didn't even they, know that they talk well okay like they talk about it a lot like if you dive deep into the uh, Dude Perfect mm-hmm. guys like they talk about that a lot yeah and it's you know a lot of people find difficulty in separating creators from their personal lives mm-hmm. because they they feel like that they know these creators because they see them just right in front of their face isn't that interesting that like we'll watch youtube and feel like we know this person yeah but in all honesty they're only showing us what they want to show us yeah so and then if they don't know who we are which yeah. is crazy to me like they're putting uh, their life out on this platform for millions of strangers right that's strange um I wasn't going to bring this up before, but um, my parents are actually YouTubers. Um, I know you don't know this. So, I don't. So they, they're in this niche about um, cruising. Their channel is called La Lido Loca, um, a play off of La Vida Loca, yeah. the song. Um, but Alito is like the deck on a cruise ship. Okay. So they they mixed the two names and came up with that. But they have around like 40,000 subscribers, which is very small in comparison on YouTube. But for people who want that content, I'm sure that's a large following. Yeah, for that niche, it's pretty big. Um, and my parents are 
at the point where they're going to move to Florida to be able to be next to the ports for cruising because they make money on YouTube. Um, so they're making this whole transition to being full-time YouTubers, and my mom's a travel agent now, um, just to That's get wild. more. Isn't that crazy? My parents are in their 40s, almost 50, and they're joining YouTube because, one, it's a way for them to be able to interact with each other um, because yeah. they've done years of the whole 9-to-5 job thing, and they're kind of just, they're over it. Yeah. Um, but YouTube has given them a way of being able to hang out with each other and make some cool content. Um, and they really do have like followers and stuff and people find them on cruise ships and they like fan boy and girl over them. Um, and they have like bracelets. I'm wearing it right now. It says hashtag loca fam. Oh my God. Um, they also have this saying, uh, see you on the Lido. Uh, that's like how they sign out their things. But yeah, my parents are YouTubers. So they have their own brand. Yeah. Like, they are branded full-on YouTubers. Yep. They really are. I could never imagine my dad or even any of my, like, parents ever doing that. Yeah. When they first started, it was it was very weird. I was like, oh, this isn't going to turn into anything. This is fine. It's just a little niche that they're doing right now. Yeah. But they love it, man. It's, That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So it brings up a good point of, you know, there are genres on YouTube that people are looking at, like, you know, certain influencers or different things. So, like, for example, people are interested in cruising on cruise ships. Mm-hmm. They probably watch your parents' videos. Yeah, they've got tips, like, top ten things to bring on a cruise ship. Um, and it's kind of, like, educational, but at the same time, they also show their vacations in some episodes. Right. Um, it brings up a good point. Like, how do genres defy YouTube? Mm. Um and I think I'm going to answer my own question here for a second. Yeah, it, go for it's it. like genres aren't the main point of YouTube. The main point of YouTube is for an individual or a group of individuals to make a video or, you know, do whatever they want to within the guidelines, of course, but do whatever they want to and share it with the world. Yeah. And it's a, you know, I have a YouTube channel where I had put some, I had tried doing some vlogs and then uh, I recorded a, school trip and put it all together in this 46 minute video hmm. which is terrible to, to watch and, and i would like to go through and re-edit what's your youtube channel give a shout out it's just uh jacob carr on youtube uh i don't have a i don't have a name you just have to try and figure out which one's me um <laughs> uh, so good luck with that uh i will say that uh there's a youtube video called the tennessee trip that's your only hint okay um but it, it was like you know youtubing to me is like I don't know I go on there like for example I wrote down some genres that I have watched uh, DIY uh, if there's like a craft that I want to try or like I've seen people build custom desks or uh, do different things with their desk organization yeah there's um, also in the DIY there's also um, a subgenre of people building like mystery houses maybe not mystery but like secret rooms type stuff uh-huh. I've um, seen that yeah I love watching those I definitely want a secret room in my house yeah. now like with a bookshelf door and stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah it's pretty cool um, uh, I wrote down there like, people are on there for watching people play video games yep um, that's a huge one with PewDiePie he's the number one on yeah. YouTube um, and he started out with just playing video games. People love watching that. You know, his first game that he played was Minecraft, I believe. Was it? I thought he never played Minecraft he until did, recently. He did early, like early, early into okay. his career. And then 
uh, with Minecraft making a resurgence mm-hmm. here in the last year, it's been people wanted every big YouTuber to play it, and they did. Yeah, because they were listening to their fans because they're you know they yeah. want to make money and also they enjoy their jobs. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I disliked PewDiePie because I thought he was just very childish, but I definitely started watching him when he did the new Minecraft stuff. Yeah, so he used to be super childish and like he did Fridays with PewDiePie and things like that. PewDiePie. Friday with PewDiePie. <laughs> That's what he would do. Um, and then he recently, because of his controversies, because he's had controversies too, you know, he's, he's yeah. said the N-word mm, uh, while playing right. a game. Um, and it was, I feel like it was not intentionally to be hurtful. It was just something that he just, like, came, like it came out of him. Um, mm. It wasn't, it's not right, of course, but, um, you know, it's this whole, he used to be childish, but now he's more mature and, and he can still have fun. Right. Um, and then uh, you know, there's also people watch videos to learn different things about computers, like Linus Tech Tips, that YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make their living off of reviewing graphics cards, computer components, things like that. Um, That's a big one, too, reviewing stuff. Yeah. Um, or unboxings. Yeah. So people take unboxings and review products that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do Amazon return boxes. Uh, and re- yeah. and re- have you seen those? Yeah, it's like a mystery box yeah. that gets shipped to them. And then they try to make profit off of that if it's usable. Yeah. Um, and then there are inspirational, uplifting, or you know things that you can learn. Like there's a YouTube uh, creator I watch. His name is Matt Diavella. Okay. And he's a he's a minimalist. You know what a minimalist is? Yeah, just so, you basically live off of just very little things. Right, or, like, it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. So, like, he lives it like, he has a certain outfit he wears every day. You know, he bought multiple of the same color shirts, okay. same pants. Um, and then, you know, he just, you know, he has his one favorite mug that he uses all the time and things like that. Yeah. But he does spend a lot of money on his equipment because he's a filmmaker. Okay. So it's... Kind of like a cherry picking minimalist is what I would say, but that's who that's how he lives it. Right. And I watch you know his videos because he's he's just very educated, very you know I I enjoy the content he makes because mm-hmm. it's it, you know it gives me hyped basically for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just YouTube is crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a great platform. Anybody can start it up. Like yeah. my parents, they started it up. Yeah. Um, it's a great way if you want to be creative, just start putting some stuff out there. You never know what's going to happen with it. Yeah, and I feel like you may have an unintentional stroke of luck on one video. Yeah. Um, there's a YouTuber I watched. His name was Mick Jugger Nuggets. Mm. Do you know who this is? I don't know who this is. So have you ever seen the video of the kid whose dad shredded his video games with a lawnmower? Uh-uh. You haven't seen that video? No, I haven't. So that video has almost, uh, I think, 30 million views now. All right. Um, so... It's called Psycho Dad Shreds Video Games. Okay. Um, and McJugger Nuggets set up this whole series of... What a his, name. Yeah. What a name. He got it playing Xbox one day. <laughs> um, and he set up this whole series of his dad is a psycho, and he ruins his life. Mm. And he played his life as that character. Like It was same name, same everything, same house and everything. Yep. But it was just a fictionalized version of his life. He did that for two years. Wow. And every day posted a video someday it was two videos a day for uh like six months the last six months of it and it was just you know full of drama full of comedy like just a bunch of antics that was just wild mm-hmm. um and he called it the psycho series and then like it became immensely popular because of the destructions 
because people like seeing like expensive crap get destroyed. Right. They like the uh, the hydraulic press videos and yeah. the the hot knife thing. Yeah, Those are all trends on YouTube. Like this felt like more real life antics gotcha. because of how it was filmed. Yeah. Um, and you know he would do some on live streams on Twitch and like it would start the destruction that would cut off on Twitch so that way he was trying to convince people it was real life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things of like. You know, you can find this great entertainment on YouTube, yeah, and it's free. Yeah, like it's totally free. That's the other thing. It's it's free. Like you really could just watch it. Of course, you have to watch ads sometimes. If you if you don't have an ad blocker installed, like I do, <laughs> I don't have that. And I feel bad sometimes because I, I mean I, when I watch YouTube on my Xbox ads play, I'm like I'm making up for it. But yeah, fair enough. On my computer, I don't have ads going. Yeah. So. Do we want to talk about, real quick, how we think YouTube is going to change within the next, say, 10 years? You know, it. I really just feel it's, it's going to adapt to whatever the trends are at the time. Yeah. Um, like we've seen with many of the YouTubers that have stayed on the platform for a while, they'll they'll evolve into what the audience wants. And I, I don't necessarily know what the audience is going to want in 10 years, but I definitely think it's going to keep trending into the like very good quality content rather than the... Um, Joe Schmlo over here just film, filming a skit or something like that. Yeah, I would agree most definitely. I think, you know, YouTube is just going to evolve to whatever people want, like you said, and yeah. you know, we're going to lose creators. Uh, people will quit YouTube and go get a quote-unquote real job. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get a bunch of creative new creators and see how, see what see what life gives us yeah. pretty much. I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah, except I'm gonna be almost thirty in ten years, so I'm not excited to, you know, be on you, be watching YouTube then. Unless do you it's think, like, do you think you're still be watching YouTube? I mean, probably, what? but for different things, probably for like news or how to fix uh, a drain pipe or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Because I'll be old. Something adulty. Yeah, something that's more adult, <laughs> that's reasonable on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned for the next one. We'll see you. Bye.